Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Just set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. Uh, oh, really, you're cold? I'm gonna make him an offer again. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Hasta la vista, baby. I don't have friends. I got family. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Control Movie Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us on this episode, where we're going to rank the live-action Batman movies. Um, so we're going to talk about the original uh, Adam West. We're going to go through Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, Clooney, um, uh, Christian Bale, um, who else have we got? Ben Affleck and uh, Pattinson. So we're going to discuss all their movies. Um, we've decided not on this occasion to include um, sort of the animated features or Lego Batman movie, but we'll do a bit of a shout out to those in between because we know actually what quality they are. So we're just focusing on the live action stuff. So what we're going to do is we're each going to give our rankings and kind of opinions on where we, you know, what we think is the best. Um, so we've got 10 movies we're just going to review. So the one the top movie is going to get 10 points. Uh, the bottom movie is going to get one point, very much like Eurovision. And then uh, we'll tally up at the end to see what our creative control uh, top 10 uh, movie list looks like. Uh, joining me on today's podcast is Lee, Alex, and Neil. How are you doing, gentlemen? Very good. Very good. Well, thank you. Good, good. So have any of you done any homework for this episode? Like, Have any of you gone back and like rewatched any of these to think, is it as good as I remember? Or are you just going off what you remember? It's a Batman. I rewatch. You just you just remember this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatch Batman um, eighty nine and uh, Batman Returns today. Okay, because okay. I haven't seen them in a while, and um, even though I remember I was saying to Alex before we started. Um, you know, you do remember things, but you also there's little things that you might miss. You know, and so yeah. watching them again today, I did say little things, little one liners and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but I really enjoyed watching them again. So, all right, they've held up over all all this time. All right, so uh, okay, look, what we'll do is, I think, um, I think we're going to finish with Neil because I think that is where we need to finish. Um, (laughs) The the man's got his strong opinions on DC. He is our DC guru, so he can just absorb what everybody else has to say, and then he can give us his thoughts. Um, What we'll do, actually, then let's start. Let's start with you, then, Lee. So. Take us through your list. So what is at the bottom of your list? Which was your either least favorite or just one you really don't like? And, well, oh, one... and just to clarify, we're not including uh, Justice League um, in this lineup because that is more of an ensemble movie. But we have included uh, Batman versus Superman, joint top billing, as opposed to an in- a solo film. But it's right that we include that live action movie. So that's why we've got 10. So just to clarify mm-hmm. what our 10s are, we've got Batman the movie from 1966. We've got Batman. Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Then we've got Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman versus Superman, and The Batman. So that gives us us 10. All right. So, sorry, Lee, go ahead. So what's uh, what's your bottom movie? The bottom movie would be Batman the Movie 1966. One mm-hmm. thing I didn't know he was going to include that one. So, and I can't really remember. <laughs> so it's more of a case you haven't seen it. Yeah, so. I, haven't, I, I haven't. Or I might have seen it, but a long time ago. 
it might have been one that I watched as a kid and I may well have really enjoyed it as a kid, but um mm-hmm. yeah, it's um it's not fresh in my brain. So um yeah, that's that's at the bottom of the list. Break my heart. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what's next? So I feel a bit bad about that, but uh, the next one would be um Batman and Robin. Uh, okay. Yeah, didn't really en- enjoy that at all. Um uh yeah, just what was it about that that kind of stuck out to you that you just think, nah. Um, I mean, you could say, where do I start? But Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was just, um, it was just really everything about it, really. It was just, it was kind of a little bit like the same sort of thing as Spider-Man 3, really, where it was just another, they just were bringing out another film and I just thought that there wasn't much thought going into it. You know, uh, just a different Batman um, and it just got a bit cheesy. It, it, was, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it wasn't great. So, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think you know, like I say with Batman and, and like the Dark Knight trilogy, um, I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched those movies, but Batman and Robin, I could probably say I've maybe watched maybe twice. <laughs> okay. So that, that, that says a lot. So, um, all right. Next up. Uh, next one would be Batman versus Superman. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy that at all. Um, I did enjoy the parts that, you know, Ben Affleck parts of Batman, but the actual movie, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I say again, I might have watched that three times, but yeah, mm-hmm. it just wasn't, it wasn't the movie for me. I would like to have seen uh, Ben Affleck um, do like a standalone movie first. Yeah. And then maybe approach possibly a Batman versus Superman. But when they said they was going to do a Batman versus Superman, I wasn't really that. I just didn't know how they would really do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy that. I enjoyed parts of it, but not enough to actually sure. really enjoy the movie. Um, okay, so one, what's up next? Batman Forever. Okay. Um, I think I enjoyed the soundtrack more than, than the actual It's a killer movie. soundtrack, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was good. Um, I, Jim Carrey was good. I mean, he... He was maybe a little bit too too playful and a bit too comical, um, but mm-hmm. I did like the aspect of uh, the Riddler. That would be kind of the way that he was uh, in in everybody, you know, in sight. Uh, he was in public, um, mm-hmm. and and but he was the Riddler in the back. I liked that aspect mm-hmm. of it, um, but yeah, it, other than that, yeah, no, it wasn't again, it wasn't that great. I did like they tried to go a little bit darker. With uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, when he was going to, um, you know, the therapy therapist, and yeah. everything like that. So that was an element which was which was quite good. Um, <clears throat> next one would be the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe because of you know, obviously Heath Ledger passing away and not being able to be in the third one, I think that obviously had to change the dynamic, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that really was the movie that he wanted to make, but um, uh, yeah, there was certain issues with it that just didn't. Uh, especially has to follow the Dark Knight as well. Uh, that was probably quite a difficult thing to do, as, you know, because that film was uh, amazing. No, I really liked that film. So um, yeah, no, just the whole Bane thing. Like um, uh, I know they had sound issues as well with it, you know, and mm-hmm. but there was again there were certain scenes. In was quite good. Um, uh, Catwoman as well. Yeah, I think Neil 
commented that on the previous podcast um, saying, you know, she just it wasn't involved enough and there wasn't really much about her. But, you know, saying that was no fault of Anne Hathaway, it was just down to the way things were. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of like with um, that film, it's like you remember Anne Hathaway being in it, but you don't remember Catwoman being in it so much. Exactly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, it's very much the, the character strength wasn't great in that. Um, then uh, would be the Batman. Five would be the Batman. Um, the Batman, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really, really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought it was, you know, it, it was really good um, what they done with it. Um, it was kind of like watching um, Batman 89 today and that sort of, that setting. It was very similar, like the way that Gotham was created in the Batman recently mm-hmm. you could tell um that there were similarities there and um and it and that looked really good um number four be batman returns okay um yeah it was just yeah it's just great michael keaton as batman and i like him as batman and i also like him as bruce wayne as well mm-hmm. i think he does yeah. a job a really good job on, on both parts um great characters um uh, uh, what's her name now? I've forgotten her name. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, she's just awesome as Catwoman. Yeah. Um, she's great. The whole thing, what, what she brings to that role, it's, um, yeah, I think she's probably my number one Catwoman at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah she, she's just great. Really good fun. Danny DeVito, again, great fun. Um, uh-huh. it's it, like that, that, the sort of world that Tim Burton was, uh, creating there, it was, uh, it's so different. It's so when was when I was looking at doing this list, it's very difficult because the you know the Dark Knight trilogy and then the Tim Burton films they they're just they're kind of like equally good, um, but they're just yeah. made differently. They're just different they're just from like different mm-hmm. worlds, but they're just sort of, so it was very difficult to put it in an order because I think like the Tim Burton films, the two of his films, and probably the two Nolan films are, are probably equal par really for me, mm-hmm. but. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, so number three would be Batman Begins. Okay. Yeah, really like that. The whole sort of making Batman real, um, you know, everything's possible, all the training and what he went through to make it believable. Um, that was just awesome. You know, the twists that was in that movie. Um, mm. It just, yeah, it, it, was, it was really well done. Um, really good storyline. Yeah, no, love that. And um, second one would be Batman eighty nine. Okay. Um, yeah, and that was really tough. To be honest, like one and two was just it was so tough for me um, because mm-hmm. they, like it is pretty much equal parts. To be honest with you, but um, yeah, no, Batman eighty nine. I remember seeing that the first time, and you know Jack Nicholson's performance in that as well yeah. as the Joker. It's just it again incredible what he did with that and um i think you know i was really sort of <laughs> i well, i don't know how but yeah back at the time i was really scared of him you know um yeah. you know the scene i mean the prosthetics and the makeup they did for that smile was was great you know yeah. it was really creepy um and yeah so you know and i remember especially you know because it became the skin color was the makeup as opposed to the mm-hmm. white 
you know, and he was wiping off and it's the white underneath. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. And it was, he's just, yeah, he's the whole, the laugh, the cackle, he had that down to a T and, um, you know, just all of the one-liners again, like he was just, yeah, he was just great. And so watching it today, it was just, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but number one for me is the dark Knight. Okay. Um, I know Sap says it's not really a Batman movie because he's not in it that much, but I don't know. I'd say he's in it enough to be, for it to be a Batman movie. Um, again, Heath Ledger is the Joker with a different take on it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was brilliant. Um, yeah, it was just everything about the film was just really well shot in IMAX. It was great when I saw it at mm-hmm. the IMAX in London. Um, it was awesome. Um yeah, music, soundtrack, brilliant. Um, again, the twist. And I think Batman kind of met his match as well with, with Heath Ledger, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So he had to almost go where he didn't want to go um, yeah. to sort of take him down. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I think, um, yeah, just, yeah, I just think that, that it, it was really... That's your top movie. That's my top All right. one, yeah. It's a strong list. It's a strong list. Um, so let's see how close... Uh, it matches Alex's list. So, Alex, we'll come to you. What is your bottom movie? Okay, so bottom for me is going to be Batman and Robin. Oh, it's, it's going right down. Okay. It's just awful. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, similar. I mean, I probably, I mean, obviously, I, I did watch it in the cinema because obviously when it came out, I was young enough that I would have gone to see it in the cinema. Since then, I've probably watched it maybe one other time um, mm-hmm. for the laughs. Um, and I don't, I struggle to get through it that time. So I just don't think even if I tried to pop it on now, just to like, you know, get drunk and and, and try and laugh at it. I don't think I could actually sit, <laughs> sit through it. Oh, come um, on. You won't send so, me to the cooler. Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, nah. as much as I'm an Arnie fan. And to be honest, I think Arnie could make actually a, a decent Mr. Freeze if it had been sort of done. More, more sort of serious, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's that's important for me. Uh, so number nine would be Batman the movie from 1966. Okay. Um, higher than Batman, you know, Batman and Robin basically is is almost as campy as Batman the movie, but at least Batman the movie True. that's what it's supposed to be. Whereas that was, that's know, what it was for the time. So yeah, yeah, for for the for the time that was Batman, you know, and they, it sort of reflected how he was in the comics as well. He was a sort of a light a lighter tone in the comics at that point as well. So um and yeah, I still have a you know, that, you know. Some days you just can't get rid of the bomb. I mean there's some good good one running yeah. stuff in there as well. <laughs> um number eight would be Batman Forever. Okay. Um again I think Val Kilmer was a good Bruce Wayne. Um, like Lee said, they tried to go a little bit deeper with the origin. So not just, oh, you know, my parents murdered, but yeah, again, with the whole sort of therapy thing mm-hmm. and remembering about the book and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, there was definitely elements of that. Not a fan of Tommy Lee Jones is um, Two-Face. I thought he was just, <laughs> he was too similar to Riddler. I mean, Riddler, you know, Jim Carrey is doing Jim Carrey um, and his sort of kind of, you know, his usual sort of over-the-top self. But, you needed, you know, you then yeah, two face to be more yeah, straight. Two-face, yeah, two yeah. faces is kind of almost, almost the same. You know, it was almost like they were doing um, sort of you know sixty-six version of of the you know sort of yeah. like Joker and Riddler sort of paired up in, in Batman sixty-six. 
so where are we? Number seven. I think I'd go Batman v Superman. Um, okay. Probably the ultimate edition. I mean, I, I saw the theatrical version. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one time in in the cinema. I don't think I'd seen the theatrical version again, but I have obviously since watched the ultimate edition, which is is yeah. definitely an improvement on the theatrical version. Um, mm-hmm. But again, similar to Lee, Affleck as Batman, awesome. Um, that warehouse fight is like probably <laughs> you know like one of the best Batman top moments tier. ever. Um, similarly, I would have loved to have seen him do a solo solo Batman, um, yeah. but it wasn't to be. Um, so yeah, as much as I like Affleck as as Batman and um, his parts in that movie, again, the sort of movie overall um, didn't sort of uh, didn't jerk work for me. Uh, six would be to do. Where are we? Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, yeah. I mean, I love Tom Hardy as Bane. I think he does a really good job. Um, in that. Um, but yeah, just overall, I think there's just too many sort of plot conveniences and little things that don't quite gel with me. I get sort of you know nolan's got his own world and so his sort of trilogy ends but for me things like batman kind of like retiring and leaving the mantle to somebody else just doesn't sit right with me as a a comic fan it's just like very agreed yeah batman's batman until like he gets killed out out on the street yeah the man's not quitting so um there's little things like that that sort of um just push it a little bit lower down for me uh which would then make number five batman returns um, okay. I do. Lo- I do love Batman Returns, and I've got a soft spot for it. I love, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, awesome. Um, I do think, though, it's very much a Tim Burton film. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I see some people say it's more of a Tim Burton film than a Batman film, um, which I can kind of agree with to some extent. But I think, you know, I like I like his take on the Penguin. It was you know, different different for the time, um, and yeah, it's the sort of thing where if, you know, if it came on TV or whatever, it's like no matter what point it's on, you can, you can sort of get, get sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four then would be, I'm going to go Batman 89 as much as I, I do love it. Um, and again, huge fan of Keaton, you know, Keaton sort of was my Batman. I was too, too, mm-hmm. too young for the 66 Adam West, although I did obviously watch that show and that movie as a kid. Um, but yeah, being being a comic book fan, it was like yeah, no Keaton. When Keaton came around, I was like yes, this was this was our Batman. Okay. Uh, again, Jack Nicholson, awesome as the Joker. I would go. I'm going to go Batman Begins for number three. Okay. Love love the origin story. I like Nolan's take on you know Batman as literally as real world as you can get. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the whole going, as you said, going off to go to the training. Yeah. All of his suit, the gear, everything is all kind of, you know, real, real world kind of stuff that he's appropriated from mm-hmm. um, applied sciences. <clears throat> I struggled. I struggled with one and two. <laughs> um, I think at the moment, I'm actually going to go The Dark Knight for number two. <laughs> Love the film. Heath Ledger obviously is awesome as the Joker. Um, again, yeah, Batman maybe not in it as much. Um, however, I think for me, I'm going to put the Batman at number one just because at the moment it's like the most um, 
sort of comic accurate from you know from my experience as a comic reader of the batman that we've ever had so far just with the whole detective thing um gotham feels like really real and grimy that's the one thing you know i think i think gotham in nolan's movies is probably actually better in begins than it is in the dark knight um, yeah i don't know whether that's just because the dark knight i think it was pretty much chicago for the whole of the movie i don't mm-hmm. think they sort of chopped and changed the cities around like they mm-hmm. have on some of the other movies <laughs> um so for me i probably prefer gotham in begins than i do the dark knight it's got that sort of you know the narrows it's got that sort of dirtier sort of grittier feel which yeah man has just done you know just an awesome job with and yeah for me that first what opening 15 20 minutes of the batman is just like the best <laughs> sort of opening um, <laughs> portrayal portrayal of sort of batman that i've, I've, I've seen um on, on screen at the moment so yeah for the moment as much as i struggled and i i've kept flipping them back and forth and it might it might change in the future i don't know obviously i've seen the dark knight god knows how many times and the batman only three times up to this point so um yeah. it may change but for me at the moment i think i'm going to go the batman as number one for me okay controversial as cool. so be. we got some discrepancies already <laughs> love it uh, oh, about movies, right? We've all got our different opinions. Uh, yeah, I mean, Neil's just going to spin this on his head. So, um, all right. So, I'm going to take you a little bit through, like, sort of like Batman movie history here a little bit. So, obviously, we had uh, Batman the movie 1966. Um, you know, it's from the TV series Adam West, you know, really popular at the time. First time this character had been on screen. Uh, really iconic Batmobile. Um, I, I never watched the series growing up. You know, I've seen, I saw bits of it, but it wasn't a, a show that I actually sat down and watched. Um, however, I probably know more about, uh, the, um, the Batman series from the Simpsons and the parodies <laughs> that they've done of it, <laughs> the actual show, um, because I actually love what they did with Radioactive Man and how they <laughs> mimicked the Radioactive Man movie against sort of like the Adam West Batman. And it's like, my eyes, the goggles do nothing. It just, to this day, just makes me laugh. But, um, you know, <laughs> and how they, how they were casting like, um, uh, radioactive man sidekick and how he's like similar to robin and all that kind of stuff so so yeah so it doesn't have a huge amount uh meaning to me but then obviously we have the tim burton films uh 1989 uh probably some of the best marketing ever for a movie at that point it was literally the bat symbol on a poster that was it and uh, the movie came out you know people were lining up to go see it, it was absolutely immense um and then batman returns came out uh unfortunately a large part of why Tim Burton didn't return with the third movie was the fact that McDonald's was a huge um, part of Bat- uh, Batman Returns in terms of its marketing and the budgets and everything. And they had this whole set of Happy Meal toys, which didn't sell, and all the kind of the merchandise that went with Batman Returns because of the age rating, they just couldn't shift the toys. So the studio wanted to go for a lighter tone. Um, originally, the third Batman movie was going to have uh, Robin in it, it was going to be one of the Wayne's brothers um, or who's going to be. Yeah. Marlon Wayne's is going to be Robin and stuff like that. But yeah, that didn't materialize. And obviously they got Joel Schumacher in who, you know, wanted to bright it up. And then that's when we started getting all the neon and the lighter colors and stuff like that. He then went even further with Batman and Robin. Like we said, that kind of went very much almost <laughs> in the Adam West side. Um, they'd actually already started planning a sequel to Batman and Robin. I'm just trying to think of what the name was going to be. Triumphant. I think it was triumphant, triumphant yeah. Batman triumphant. Yeah. So, and it was going to have a scene where, um, I think it was going to be Scarecrow. And I think he goes under the hallucinogen and stuff like that, but it was going to have a courtroom scene 
I think is kind of an illusion where they're actually going to bring back all the old villains. They're going to bring Jim Carrey and Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson and stuff like that to try and bring them all back to, to return, um, f- for this kind of thing. But, um, so like Spider-Man, no way home before <laughs> it happened, <laughs> but, uh, because of the poor box office and the lousy reception and, um, you know, uh, a Clooney for years now just keeps apologizing for this movie. Um, and I think Joel Schumacher actually apologized to it recently as well. Uh, but then obviously Nolan came in and did his uh, trilogy. He wanted to ground it, um, you know, and sort of like make sort of like what he's done is he's made a, a gritty grounded thriller movie with Batman as a character. You know, so for me, you know, he hasn't taken Batman like these are the comics. This is exactly what I want to do and make it a comic book movie. He's made of great movies with comic book characters. Um, then we had um, Batman versus Superman. Now, originally, this was announced as Man of Steel 2. Uh, it was going to be a sequel. Then there was going to be a case of, right, Batman's going to appear in it. And then, but DC basically found themselves, what they saw with Marvel and the way they were pushing forward with their characters, they wanted Batman and Superman to get together quicker. Then suddenly you had Wonder Woman being thrown in, um, scenes with the Flash and Aquaman. And, you know, they just, they start pushing their franchise forward way, way, way too quickly. Um, and... Yeah, so then obviously we had Justice League, but yeah, you know, Ben Affleck was supposed to get his own movie. He was going to write, direct, and star in it. Um, then uh, directing duties were going to be handed over to somebody else. And then the studio started looking at it and they kind of saw what happened with uh, Justice League and thought, you know, we want to kind of go maybe in a different direction with this. So then obviously they've gone off and done something completely separate and its own entity. But we've got uh, stuff with Ben Affleck coming. You know, obviously then we had the success of the Justice League of Snyder Cut. Uh, which I thought was fantastic. And, you know, people want to see more of Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, we will get to see more of him in the future. He is going to appear in uh, the Flash movie, even though that's been delayed again. Um, and <coughs> we're also going to have, obviously, Keaton coming back as the Batman in the Flash movie and also the Bad Girl movie that's coming up as well. So uh, lots of changes going on with DC. But, you know, with their multiverse, they're pretty much going to say, look, we're going to do whatever we want. And uh, then we obviously got the new movie with uh, Pattinson, you know, who replaces Affleck, you know, in that whole movie. And they've gone off and done their own thing. They've very much said this is a separate universe. It's nothing to do with the DCEU. Uh, it's not part of the Joker movie or anything like that. It's its own thing. But this is Warners. Who knows what they might do in the future? Um, there's rumors are the reason why they've delayed the Flash is because they want to try and get some stuff filmed with Pattinson to appear in the Flash movie and stuff like that. I mean, Warner Brothers. But um yeah, exactly. You, Warner Brothers. So, um, all right. So, we're going to move on to my rankings. Um, right. So, for me, at the bottom of this is Batman the movie, just because it wasn't my Batman. Um, I saw it years <laughs> later after I saw like the Keaton version and stuff like that. And you know, it was a product of its time. You know, it was you know it did well at its time. It was well received. It yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me. Um, then second on my list is uh, is Batman and Robin. Um, that movie kind of hurt at the time. Uh, <laughs> it was a painful watch in the cinema, I have to say. Um, it's, it, it, the whole, all the sets, everything felt very budget, you know, um, r- really fake practical sets. It's just like cardboard and stuff. Uh, and then he whips out like the Batman credit card and stuff like that and it was just like oh my god i i can't i can't that i can't, was, I can't that be doing like final that was the final story if the ice if the ice skates weren't bad enough in the beginning oh the yeah card, pop out ice skates and oh, credit card back just, and then you know what they did to bane and that character yeah you know poison ivy oh it's just so oh no, you forget that at least uh, lucy silverstone was in it we had bad girl in it as well 
Um, you kind of forget that, and you know, her, the whole thing with Alfred, and then you know, oh, just it seems bad, to be more about who they get in the film. You know, it's like, oh, what stars can we get in the next Batman movie? Right, okay, well, yeah, we get Schwarzenegger. And it's like, yeah, let's just try and pack it all out with, with stars. Yeah, they just kept filling like... it. Just kept filling it. And, yeah, bat nipples. Um, as far as Patterson actually wore George Clooney's suit as part of his audition process and stuff like that. And I think he even struggled with the bat nipples. But, um, uh, yeah, so that that ranks very, very low down. It's it's not an unbearable watch for me now because the way I look at it is, it is just so funny. And it's actually a movie you could probably have a drinking game to and just actually have a laugh watching it because it is so bad. So it's versioning now on it's, it's so bad. It's not, it's quite good now in a sense. Um, but as a Batman movie, yeah, it, it goes, it goes, it goes down. Um, next for me is going to be, uh, yeah, Batman forever. Um, it was, you know, Joel Schumacher's first movie. Um, he tried to brighten the tone. It was about the toy sales. Again, the prosthetics and the, the set designs and everything just became quite fake. Um, heavily reliant on special effects in this movie, like with the brain warping and, you know, all that kind of stuff, where Burton stuff was very grounded and sort of like practical effects and stuff like that. So it was just a different tone. Jim Carrey was kind of at high, you know, that wasn't bad casting at the time. Um, but he was just over eccentric from the beginning, even as sort of like, um, Edward Nigma, you know, it was just kind of over the top, cheesy, then to the Riddler. Uh, and then that weird, like silver suit at the end with the spiky hair. And I was just like, <laughs> why, 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 why is he gone? Why is he gone like this now? It's just like, he was so, money so and he wanted that Prince outfit. <laughs> 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 yeah uh it's like it's gone all like starman david bowie on us it was just so, so bizarre um and then yeah look tommy lee jones did it as a, a paycheck but because his kids were fans of the comic book and they <laughs> and he hadn't actually done a film which his kids could see at the time so that was the main reason he kind of signed on for it um again sort of the weird purple face the you know the bizarre over the top suits you know two face were very much used to like real smart type of suits because he was a district attorney you know not all these weird fancy colorful suits and stuff like that um so yeah it just didn't work you know but i do remember at the time you know the batmobile was fed, you know quite cool val kilmer was was decent uh robin chris o'donnell i think that was a miscast i mean again he was too old uh to be to be playing robin i felt um you know but in those sequence of movies it kind of felt right that robin came along <coughs> but yeah i just didn't like his character at all um and then we had uh nicole kidman who was great in it i remember having a major crush on her at the time when that came out um uh, dr Ch- was it chase chase, chase Meridian? Meridian. Chase Meridian. yeah yeah so um yeah. And like you said, the soundtrack. yeah like the soundtrack you know this like kiss from a rose um and then the u2 song mm. call me thrill me kiss me kill me mm. and stuff like that yeah. just yeah it's a great soundtrack it was killer <laughs> um then we're going to go to, but yeah, Batman versus Superman. Uh, I think that's going to be the same for me. Um, I've really enjoyed Affleck as Batman. And so this has got nothing to do with his performance of the character. Um, it was just a badly written movie. It was a badly rushed movie. Um, it was a Martha movie. It was, um, yeah, just so much was that about that movie didn't make sense. You know, that like Lex Luger had like created all these logos for the heroes already and got files on his computer with them all named and all that kind of stuff. 
just tried to do too much too soon, you know, uh, but Wonder Woman was great in it, you know, and her theme song was kind of killer and stuff. But then, you know, what they did to like with Doomsday and stuff, it was just like, nah, 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 nah. So, and, and yeah, I just never liked um, the casting of Alex Luthor. That grated me. Um, yeah, couldn't get on board with that. So it's, it's a very much a movie of likable, Many of the characters were likable. So I like Henry Cavill. I like Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot. I liked all of them individually, but just as a movie, it just didn't come together very well. Um, really, really disappointing. Um, but saying that, I love Justice League, Snyder Cut, and as a trilogy of movies where you've got Man of Steel, that, and Justice League, it's a fairly mm. strong trilogy. Because yeah. it starts well, finishes superbly. It's just that middle pit that gets a little bit mucky. But not all pr- trilogies are perfect. Um, then I'm probably, then it's going to be, uh, same for me, Dark Knight Rises. Um, <coughs> it's, it's, it's not that the Dark Knight Rises is a bad movie. It just didn't live up to the other two movies. Um, I think there are some pacing issues in it. Um, I don't think the Catwoman character was strong enough, um, in it. Yeah. Bane himself was fine. You know, they did hit a lot of the story beats from the like nightfall comics, you know, with him breaking his back and all that kind of stuff did hit some of the, those beats I was familiar with. Um, but, um, I think it's got one of the worst death scenes in movie history. <laughs> um, oof, um, what was it? Uh, was it, is it Talia? Yeah. Talia. Yeah. Talia. Um, Talia Al Ghul, that death scene where she's like in the cab of the truck. <laughs> She's still dying oh, just, now. Just... She's still in the <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I mean, for such a perfectionist of what Nolan is, if that was the best take of that, I, I want to see what came before it. Jeez. Uh, so, so, yes, that's kind of where it sits for me. Um, then we're going to go on to... This is, this is kind of tough uh, for me, but it's probably going to be... Mm. I've got to be true to myself. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so I am going to go with Batman Returns at this point. Um, <laughs> because as much as I really enjoy that movie, for me, some of the others on the list are a little bit better. Uh, but it's got some really strong performances in it. Um, I would love to have seen where this version of Batman went for a third movie. But, um, it, yeah, again, it's just because there's, there's more to the others, which I enjoy more about this one. So there's no, nothing taken away from this movie at all. Probably haven't actually got that much negative to say about it, to be honest. Um, it was kind of dark. It was kind of gritty. Um, like we said, Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic. Danny DeVito, forget Christopher Walken, you know, his performance in it. Um, so yeah, so got nothing negative to say about that. Then I'm going to go the dark Knight. So. For me, it's a great movie. But if you take Heath Ledger out of that movie, it's a very average movie, in my opinion. His performance in particular elevates it. The Batman actually only appears on screen for 18% of this movie. So for the title character to get that minimal screen time is why it kind of ranks so low. It's a very enjoyable movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, Ben Affleck got more screen time in Batman versus Superman than Bale does in his own movie, you know? So it's just, 
Yeah, that that doesn't sit right with me. Um, I think that Batman himself doesn't achieve much throughout the movie. You know, Joker kind of goes through his plan right up until the end. And, you know, then it's the citizens who make the choice. And that's kind of that. So, you know, the actual impact of what Batman does in this movie is quite minimal as well. Um, I do forget um, how good uh, Two-Face's performance was then was in that movie as well. I think he largely gets uh, forgotten um, in terms of, uh, what's his name? Um, Aaron Eckhart, mm. um, you know, really strong performance. There is a, there again, in this movie, I think the cheesy, weird moment in this movie, like the death in Dark Knight Rises, is when Two-Face is in the hospital and Joker comes in dressed as a nurse and he doesn't recognize him until he takes his mask off. It's just like, yo, bro, come on. <laughs> it's like, I, I know, I know you, I know you've got, I know you got a bad face, but you've got two good eyes. You should have been able to see that coming. Um, mm. like, yeah. Yeah. So. No, man, it's, it's not nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, but you know, Heath Ledger's performance in that is one of the greatest comic book villain performances of all time. Um, you can't take anything away from that. And it kind of set the trend of, you know, prejudging someone's performance before you actually see it, because no one thought he would be able to pull this off. Um, and I'm just so gutted that he never really got to see the fruition of that and people's reactions yeah. to it and the amount of enjoyment that that movie and his performance has brought to people. And, uh, uh, you know, some people might not agree that he should have won the Oscar because, you know, because it was more like maybe was it a guilt trip or something like that. That was the performance that deserved the Oscar. That was the best supporting performance of that year. So, but yeah, so that actually sits down there for me. Uh, next up for me is Batman Begins. Um, yeah, you know, a really strong movie. And for me, it's a better Batman movie than The Dark Knight Rises as a Batman movie. It's a great introduction story to the character. You know, it is a story that we are familiar with from the previous movies, because it does it well. It's more focused on his training and the more the reason why he become, as opposed to maybe the 89 one. But um, I remember seeing this movie because uh, I worked at uh, View Leicester Square at the time and we got an advanced uh, showing of it. And I saw the movie, I was blown away. And um, I came back to Harrow and I went to the pub that night and there's a few of my friends at the pub, including Sasha. And I just said, oh, I just saw Batman Begins. And Sasha was like, yeah, okay, how was it? I was like, as good as, could be better than Batman 89. And I was told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, no one, no one was like, nah, not possible. And then people went and saw it and people agree with me. You know, it was just like, it was so fresh a take on the character and uh, like so grounded in like a real world, like the Tumblr and, you know, the, how he put his piece together. I think you forget how much of that movie relies on actually um, Morgan Freeman's performance in that movie and his character mm. with Fox, you know, and that relationship that he has. Um, you know, Gary Oldman is solid as a commissioner as well. Um, but the one thing about those movies is I never got the relationship between Batman and Commissioner Gordon that I kind of maybe wanted more of. Um, it was kind of there, but not really strong enough in that kind of connection. Uh, but it had some nice humor in it. Um, you know, it did have some humor in that movie. And the Scarecrow was a great performance as well. Um, you know, Cillian Murphy. So really, really strong. The next on my list is Batman 1989. Um, that was Batman for me at the time. Um, I was only, must've been eight years old when it came out, but I snuck in to see it. We bought tickets for another movie and I went to go see it. And Batman was everything to me at that point. Um, I've still got, I've got my Lego Batman 89 here and I've got my Batman 89 
original toy car with Batman and Joker in it from the time. Um, I still got all that because, and I've got the penguin as, as well and stuff like that. I even remember the packaging. It was like this gold, black and gold packaging oh, yeah, came yeah, in as yeah, well yeah. and stuff like that. Batman with his um, yellow utility belt and stuff like that. It was just, it meant everything to me at the time. It was just, uh, it was, it was really dark, but not overly, you know, it was quite scary at some points, you know, especially when you have like the mobster bit mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you have him falling in the vat. That scene where he's the surgeon is doing himself and he's looking in the mirror, smashes it, cackling, walking out. Um, and seeing that Batmobile for the first time just blew my mind. Um, just so much about that movie that I love. And, um, yeah, it's it, it lives with me, and you know, it's it maybe it ranks higher because of the nostalgia, but that's what movies do. It's how you they make you feel, and even when I go back and watch it now, I'm just I'm just delighted, and I enjoy that. I enjoy it more, particularly say like the Dark Knight, because it's the Heath Ledger's performance that I go back to rewatch. It's not the rest of the movie, so that, that kind of tells me. And, and yeah, Jack Nicholson was phenomenal. And do you forget about Bob? Poor old Bob, <laughs> uh, Bob the Goon. Um, uh unsung hero and uh then yeah and so my top pick having seen it twice now as a batman movie is the batman uh it's <laughs> i I've, I've struggled because it's like when i'm ranking sort of like the batman actors in my head as well it's bizarre to me how strongly i feel about patterson's batman compared to other performances just on one movie. I think, again, it was a different take. We didn't have to deal with the whole origin story. I like the fact that we're dealing with a Bruce Wayne who is pre-building this persona of the Playboy billionaire. Yeah. You know, he's it's, it's like his year two of Batman. He's, he's still all about the Batman, and he hasn't been able to separate Bruce Wayne and the Batman yet. Um, and I really like that kind of stuff with it because we've always saying, you know, with Nolan's, it's very much as, oh, I've got to be Bruce Wayne and, you know, I've got to keep, keep up my appearances and I'll jump in a fish tank and make a scene. We, we're not, we're not there yet with this character. Um, I love the fact that it was narrated. Um, I love the fact that Gotham looks immense. It got Gotham to character in this story. Um, the beginning of the movie when people are fearful of the shadows because of what he represents, it's like, that is the difference to me about representing Batman on film that you don't even need to see the Batman to get the fear, yeah. <laughs> um, which you just don't get in the Nolan trilogy. Um, so that well, kind of speaks that to a little me. bit, didn't they? In Begins, they were trying to, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, in the, uh, and a lot of people are scared, and he was like, you know, it's like, who are you? I'm Batman, you know, and it was just like, you know, so there was very much about him not being on screen, but it's the way they use lighting in this movie. Is so much better than than the Nolan stuff. Um, I think you actually get more fear out of the '89 Batman. You know, like the two robbers on the top of the building. You know, and he comes down this huge bat, and they're they're kind of going crazy, like they don't know what they've seen. Um, and it's just the way that he kind of turns it on and off. So, like when he's uh, approaching the um, the guys uh, for, uh, who come off the train, and you hear the footsteps, it's like they're intentional to create the fear. Yeah, other times he's silent when he wants to disappear. So everything's kind of got a method to it. Um, and, you know, Riddler's performance um, was fantastic. You know, it's that Zodiac Killer kind of version of him, um, which was, you know, fantastic. And watching the watching the film a second time, I appreciated that performance a lot more than I did maybe the first time because I was, you know, you're so distracted. This is probably, for me, the best Jim Gordon we've got. Um 
you know, J.K. Simmons, great actor, but didn't really have much to work with in sort of like his role in the DC um, universe at the moment. And, you know, Gary Oldman, amazing actor, but this is like a buddy cop movie where Gordon and Batman are working together. And it's like, yes, this is awesome because he, Batman has a colleague, but it doesn't have to be Robin, you know, and he's not necessarily using Alfred as my Alfred's trying to help him, but he's not asking for Alfred's help, you know, but he does trust this, you know, this Jim Gordon. So, you know, you could say some criticism of the Batman is it does tread some familiar steps um, with the Dark Knight trilogy because, you know, you have the killing off of commissioners and, um, you know, interrogation scenes, you know, between like Joker and um, Batman and then Joker and Riddler and stuff like that. But it's Batman. You can have, <laughs> you can only retell the, the same story so many times in so many different ways. But yeah, it just sits there for me at the moment. The music was fantastic for a great Batmobile. So yeah, that actually is ranking top of my list at this point. So, um, so yeah, and it wasn't until I actually revisited and really broke these down, actually how much I dropped the Dark Knight in my rankings. Because I always probably consider that to be my top two or three. Um, but it hasn't, because I think Begins is a better movie than that as well. So just my opinion. Well, I will say, though, is that with The Dark Knight, even though Batman isn't in it that much, the times that he is in it, he's awesome. <laughs> he is. He is, <laughs> he is. he is great in it. And um, But the unfortunately for me, Bale's this, the Bale's version of it is just, it's all about the woman. He has to save his girlfriend. The love of my life is more simple. You know, he's pining after her in the first movie. He's pining after her in the second movie. She dies. The third movie, he sees someone else and then retires. It's like, bruv, embrace the fucking mantle. Yeah. All you're doing is looking for reasons not to do this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just because even in the second one, he's like, I give it up for her. You know, it's like, bro, <laughs> what? We, you know, we never saw peak Batman in the Nolan movies. There wasn't a point where he wasn't considering not being Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Batman. Um, so that is where I struggle more with the Nolan trilogy than, uh, say, the Michael Keaton movies, because he's like, I'm Batman. This is my life. Sorry. You, you know, you're going to have to move on because th this is what I do, as opposed to being, I'm looking for a way out all the time. That's right. I think where you said before, Ken, about it's a sort of crime movie, thriller, whatever, with like comic book characters i.e batman in it mm -hmm. um makes sense yeah because like nolan's clearly doing his own thing he's you know drawing inspiration from you know certain comic lines and, and this that and the other but yeah it's his it's a totally different sort of yeah take on batman and as opposed to i'd say even like 89 has I think it had to be certain, 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 certainly tried to be more comic book accurate if you want to call it that we're opposed to nolan's mm -hmm. just kind of like well look where this is not even like a comic book world. This is literally like as if it's our world today. If this character, you know, if some, if a guy suddenly decided he was going to do this, this is kind of, got, you know, how it's going to be. And yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, which is fair because so many people yeah. be like, well, if you had billions of dollars, would you not try and be Batman? And this is, and it shows you what kind of that would have, this is how it would happen. And it, mm -hmm. and it felt right. You know, it felt, you know, it, it was reasonable, but and so you say, think, how many times do you do Batman as well? Because they say Batman 89, Nolan couldn't do that again. No, he had to put no. his own spin yeah. on it and do something different. Yeah. Otherwise, you're yeah. just going to get Batman over and over again with the same same story and the same look and everything. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, just, I just wish Nolan spent more time on the Batman Bruce Wayne character because what he did is he rushed 
Batman's progression in the first movie too quickly because he went from training to taking Wayne Enterprises back over and being, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman. And that journey was so quick. By the second one happening, it's like, okay, so now we have to look at all his flaws and, you know, what's going to stop him being Batman as opposed to just saying, right, he's peak Batman now. He's doing what he's doing, which is what the Batman gives you. It's just peak Batman trying to do his thing. And he's like, willing to die for it. We never got that kind of Batman from the Nolan. But it was well received at the time. I enjoyed it at the time. It's mm-hmm. only on reflection and seeing what else and, you know, going from the comic books and stuff like that. I, you know, like I said, I'd never said that these were bad movies at the point. And I still don't say they're bad movies now. It's just that what I've been given now is more of what I wanted being a comic book reader of the character for so many years. You know, I've got um, all my Batman comics is at this side. Yeah, so I've got all my Batman comics sort of like here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So it's not just what I've read off the internet. So it's, you know, it's, it's growing up on that stuff and, you know, how I feel about it. But saying that, if we we're going to talk about the best Batman stuff ever, Batman the Animated Series, series is still the definitive batman that we've ever had so just putting that out there <laughs> mad with his yeah, yeah gotta take care of that business man batman the animated series is the og uh right neil where are we sitting with your list bro so let's start at the bottom right well at first i i gotta point out right that this is a list of batman films this is not the mm-hmm. list of the most technically made, like, oh, it's a beautiful masterpiece and all the technical, love, lovely, you know, the cinematography and all of that out the window. This is about Batman. So. About the character and how he's portrayed. That's right. Okay. So at the very bottom, no surprises here, it's Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you slap nipples on an outfit, you, you lose by <laughs> default. no right so the nipples and the back back credit card no you lost it because I like obviously I wasn't thinking about this then but in my head now as a grown man I'm like yeah you're going to pay for something with the back credit card I'll take it slide it through oh Bruce Wayne oh okay (laughs) now I know who it is (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, it's like Batman's just walked up into a bank. I'm like, yeah, I'll open an account, please. <laughs> Here's my ID. Here's my Batman passport. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, to, 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 to lightly touch on things, right? About, I think I could be wrong, but I think maybe 15 years before, maybe 20 years before, there was a Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man gets a check, right? for like all his good deeds and all the good he's doing he gets a check for like it's a substantial amount of money let's call it i'm gonna go out on a limb and say oh twenty thousand. he gets a check for twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and then when he goes to cash the check they don't the bank doesn't let him because he's spider-man they're like we need a proof of id mm-hmm. that was before this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that oh. And the whole and the, and the fact that they're going back and forth, like I'm just going to borrow your money. Yeah. It was just like, oh, just just oh, yeah. Yeah. So like that that foolishness there, but it was campy, and and again, it's become more of a guilty pleasure, right? It's like you know, I, I try to say that no film is terrible. 
I mean, there are obviously some exceptions, but no film is terrible. There are some films that you just don't like for, for varying reasons, but that's that. So Batman and Robin is not... Here's a question. So just touching on Batman and Robin. Yeah. Obviously, Mr. Freeze has got plenty of lines in this movie, like puns. Yeah. What's the line that you remember most of Do- of uh, Freeze's in that movie? Honestly, it's weird. It's just, it's the Iceman cometh. It's just his opening. He just pops up. It's like, ah, the Iceman cometh. This man cometh. What about you guys? Lee, uh, Alex? Probably, probably you won't take me to the cooler. <laughs> yeah. You won't take me to the cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, have you got a line that you remember? No. For me, uh, for me, it was like it's like what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. It's <laughs> just like oh what? <laughs> it's like, how is this a threatening weird line? But the one that a lot of people do from that movie is Ice to See You. But that's not actually in that movie. That is from The Simpsons, a McBain episode, <laughs> uh, where McBain's in a frozen thing. And he pops out and says, "Ice to see you." So that was actually never in the movie, but so many people associate it because it seems so obvious. It's like, how did you not use that in the movie? No, you went with Iceman cometh. But anyway, all right, carry on, Neil. So number nine is Batman sixty six. Okay, it was going to be higher. It was going to be actually at number eight because. I think a lot of people dislike it for its cheesy or campiness, but I'm like, that's on par for every version of Batman you saw at that time. When that film came yeah. out, if you picked up a comic, that's what he was. He was doing that foolishness. The TV show mm-hmm. that came before the film, he was doing that kind of madness. So what you saw was worth it. And as a child, like single numbers watching that, I believe on channel four, yo, I was in. I was hooked, <laughs> right? I, I watched that movie probably more than I would care to admit as a kid. It was enjoyable as a kid. Right, because it was again, that was, the only ba- that was the only Batman you had. Yeah, it was the only Batman you so It was the one to watch, right? So that was that. Number eight is The Dark Knight Rises. I couldn't Ooh, Okay. Damn, right? I... You know, I've said several times on several different podcasts, Christopher Nolan is an absolute genius as a filmmaker. And he made mm-hmm. three exquisite films surrounding the Gotham area. One of them was a beautiful masterpiece for Batman. The other two had cameos of Batman in it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, damn. Come on now, right? You, and it was like everybody made it happy. They were like, "Oh, it's in you know, it's in the record books because it's the first film with Batman in it that doesn't have Batman in the title, you know, for the Dark Knight." And I'm like, "Yeah, there's a reason they don't put Batman in the title because he ain't in the movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, here's the thing: Do you know that Jack Nicholson actually gets royalties still from future Batman releases because of the deal he made on that original movie? surprised because shit Marlon Wayne's got paid three separate times for Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And he, so he, so Jack Nicholson, every time there's a Batman movie, and that is why after Batman begins, because of the break of the original ones, mm-hmm. they talked about one of the reasons why they tried to switch it from the Batman titles is because of the royalties they were still paying Jack Nicholson. 
but because the character's in the movie, he still gets paid. So he gets he gets some box office money every release, which is man, that's why the man doesn't need to work. Yeah, get your money, Jack. <laughs> get your money. Go sit there and watch them Lakers exactly. games. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So Dark Knight Rises. I mean, Catwoman is not in it. Uh, a character named Catwoman is in it, or a, a character mm-hmm. named Selena Kyle is in it, rather. Um. Bane, Bane was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I must give him Bane was I was exquisite Bane, right? You know that my honestly is weird. My favorite moment from that movie is when Bane's watching the kids sing the national anthem. <laughs> Lovely voice, it was a beautiful Boy. voice, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, just taking these moments, Bane, right? Mm-hmm. So I loved Bane, but there were just issues with the film. It just wasn't a Batman film. I can't stand the ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, that... What was his name? What's his name? Is it... Not John Bishop. Jordan goes to... Blake. John Blake. Blake. John yeah. Blake, right? If that movie had been 15 minutes longer, you would have seen the death of Blake. <laughs> Night one, he's dead <laughs> right let's face it bruce wayne the man had billions at his disposal disappeared for like seven years or something learning from all these different masters and all these people in different variety of groups and they he learned how to master himself the man look at that. alfred cussed him out in batman begins for about the press-ups to pick up one log right the man <laughs> trained his ass off John Blake is in one movie and don't win one fight. Mm-hmm. And you expect this man to put on a bat suit, go out there, fight crime. He's dead. Day one, minute one, dead. And oh, yeah. Oh, you should use your middle name, Robin. Mm-hmm. Disgusted. Right? Yeah. So that, yeah. like I said, Batman 66 almost, almost jumped above it. Uh, after that Batman Forever so number 7 is Batman Forever Okay, I don't really have any issues with the film but it's just I mean you know everything a a list like this is partly based on nostalgia and Mm -hmm. whilst I don't have anything bad or negative to say just nostalgia wise it just doesn't really cut it for me I think maybe because I love Batman Returns so much that mm-hmm. this being the film to follow that, I was like, nah, nah. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. miss Keaton. And, you know, I was like, where's Billy D. Williams? Why is, you know... Why, <laughs> yeah, why he teased me yeah. Two-Face for two movies. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I was like, you know, things like that, I was like, mm, not really, not really feeling it. That said, there were certain moments which, even now, to me, stand out as a real high point. One of them, I know we spoke about the neon, the situation with all the neon. Mm-hmm. I quite like it in regards to, I like it when um, Robin steals the Batmobile. Not that he stole the Batmobile, but mm-hmm. the fact that when he winds up in that alleyway fighting uh, Scarecrow or Scarecrow's minions, yeah. right? 
when he winds up fighting them and he's in that position, that fight old with the neon glow sticks and all of that. But that's where you see the fear really pop up because the second Batman arrives, everybody scatters. And then the mm-hmm. second that that happens, and then there's a confrontation between you know, Dick Grayson and Batman, and he's like, you were there, you could have stopped this, and you didn't. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, there's a nice little bit of conflict here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I-, I have to point that out, even though I've rated it so low. Uh, after that, number six is Batman v Superman. Um, yeah. Even though... The film is not by any any you know stretch a masterpiece. I absolutely love it. I loved it. I I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Problems and all, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to enjoy a film when you can see the problems. Like if it's something nostalgic, you know, like oh, the Goonies or something, right? It's just like yeah, oh, it's got problems. I don't give a shit. I love it anyway. Yeah, yeah. But to watch a film and then see and it's oh, there's issues with this film, but I still love it. That's how I felt with Batman uh, v Superman. The, mm-hmm. the beginning of the film to be so kind of lined up perfectly of the chaos of the end of Man of Steel, and to have yeah, I like here's, that. here's that chaos from these different angles, and everything is still lining up. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Right, that was yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. I just wish the person in the building that died was more relatable to the audience. Yeah, like it would have been better if it was if it was somebody a named character, someone we knew. Like, yeah, it, it could have been Fox. Fox. That should have been Lucius Fox. Exactly, it should have been Fox. Yeah, and yeah. then that would have been so much more relatable. Like, I know the name. Yeah. you know more for the comic book characters, the movie. Sorry, comic book readers and the people who maybe familiar with the other franchise know the name the fox and stuff like that mm-hmm. if that was that then you understand why he's angered so much more than just some jack. next random white dude <laughs> some yeah. dude named jack right yeah so that was not it and also we touched on it before but the fight scenes with batman damn yeah and i mean he- to be honest the nolan trilogy's Probably the weakest of the fight choreography. Some of them is very clunky. Yeah. Because some of the fights in the Nolan films, literally characters hit air and characters get Mm. beat up by air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very clunky. There's a, there's, I'm serious. I think it's Batman. I think it's The Dark Knight Rises. You watch it, the fight where it's Catwoman and Batman on the rooftop. There is Mm. dudes who literally get pumped up by air. Mm hmm. I know everybody, you know, villains are supposed to be afraid of Batman, but look, you can run away. Getting knocked out by air, like, hey, listen. <laughs> it's not working. Okay. So, yeah, the fights in in BVS. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when I watched BVS, I had just finished Arkham Knight. So I was like, right. you, I was like you clearly play Arkham Knight. <laughs> Because yeah, was yeah, right. So that you know, I I enjoyed. Obviously, the film has has several issues. Uh, number five is the Dark Knight. Sorry, just gotta go there. You know, it was the beginning of the problems for Batman for me. That film was the beginning of the problems for Batman because. You are Bruce Wayne Batman, and 
your whole goal in that film is to get the girl whose friend zoned you. Yeah. That's your whole goal in the film, right? Is to quit being Batman and be with this woman. That's like, so it's almost like, oh, so you dedicated your life, you know, you watched your parents die and you dedicated yourself to make sure no one will ever feel this this pain and suffering again. And sorry to be crass, but as soon as you get some good pussy, you're going to be like, ah, your parents died? Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not going down that way. It, it can't, right? And yes, the Joker was amazing. Yes, Heath Ledger is amazing. Right, and what he did is that that why you put it above Batman versus Superman because you just said you really enjoy Batman versus Superman. So, why is the Dark Knight above that? Because Dark Knight, it's the Joker movie before the Joker movie, Mm -hmm. right? And the thing is, when I look at it, even with BVS, and I said I love that movie, but it does have its problems, and I think there are there are certain certain elements outside of the film which make me I will always have a soft spot for BVS because I got to meet mm-hmm. Zack Snyder the day I saw it, the day I saw the film I got to watch mm-hmm. the film in the cinema with him and Henry Cavill right yeah I'm like holy shit you know I have to say thank you to Jessen because Jessen was the one who put that who made that happen for me like there's so much going on wrapped up and entailed in that film that I love it. I saw it in the cinema three times. Mm-hmm. So it's that, but I must admit that the Dark Knight is ever so slightly, maybe four, five, four, four percent out of a hundred <laughs> higher. Okay. So okay. I give it that. Uh, at number four, this is where I'm going to start upsetting people. Really, number four is Batman '89. There's nothing wrong with the film barring one thing which I really didn't like, which was that they have it that the Joker killed Batman's parents. Mm -hmm. Can't abide by that. Because I I got to see that film late. I saw Batman Returns before I saw The Batman. Okay. And so I didn't know that it was like, oh, the Joker killed Batman's parents. I'm like, oh, there's just some regular dude who kills them, right? You know, that's what spawns this whole thing on. And in the mythology of Batman, that's what makes it better is it's just some random person who does it. Okay, yeah, there's mm-hmm. the whole thing of this could be connection to the mob or it, you know, someone hired them, they were assassinated, you know, all the, the, that stuff. But, but basically, mm-hmm. it's always just a random person. It's a random act of violence. There is no... You know, there's no, there's nothing in the killing of his parents that makes, that gives him an end goal. Because if he's the Joker who kills his parents, as soon as he gets rid of the Joker, hey, I've avenged my parents, I can chill now. But Mm -hmm. if it's just a random person who never finds it out, that makes it, yeah, you know what? You have to do this forever because you're never going to get to avenge them. You're avenging them is making sure no one else has to suffer this. Yeah. So when they was like, oh, it's the Joker, and that line where he's like, oh, I made you, you made me first. I'm like, yeah. what are you, are you, are we, are we 10? Are we 11 years old now? <laughs> so 
Mm. But I was eight, so, yeah. so I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, that, to me at the time, mm-hmm. was the origin story. Because I knew kind of Batman's parents were killed, mm. but I didn't read the comic books at like oh, okay. seven, eight years old. So going into the movie and him being the killer, that's what I thought it was at the time. It wasn't until I read the comics later down the line mm. that I was like, oh, okay, it's different in the movie than that. Because... What kind of made sense to me a little bit is the mm-hmm. fact that I know he died in this movie, but in the comics, I know he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought potentially he can't kill the Joker mm-hmm. because then he would be taking away his own end goal. So that's mm-hmm. why he always lets the Joker go um, because he can't bring himself to kill him, even though he killed his parents or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So, you know, I thought that's a psychological thing there. Um, so, but yeah, it wasn't until a few years after that mm-hmm. that when i started picking up the comics and reading it for myself that i was like oh yeah okay was some random guy so um okay, so yeah no, so I, that I, didn't play into it you know obviously i could look at it back objectively now yeah but i think at the time movie and storytelling needed that in the sense of the villain needed to be connected to the hero do you know what i mean yeah audience kind of audiences kind of needed that um when by the time joker came around with heath ledger it's like yeah chaos that's fine. We can just mm. be doing it. And we actually don't know why he's doing it or what his mm. origin story is. And that's why I didn't like um, Joker as much because it was trying to paint it out. This is exactly why Joker became Joker. Mm. I don't need that. I don't want that. And I think if you take Joker out of the movie and just have it as this serial killist person, it's, it's, it's like an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It just didn't need to be a Joker movie. Yeah. Um, but that's just my preference. anyway. But sorry, carry on. Yeah. So, uh, we are on three, two, and one now. Different. So, the bronze medal has to go to Batman Begins. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that film. That is the best Batman film that Nolan made. Technically, it's the only Batman film that Nolan made. Um, <laughs> it is brilliant. I am, I've never been. This is going to sound very kind of hypocritical or very kind of contradictory to other things I will say. I've never been a super big fan of the realism. Right? Okay. I don't want, I don't need the realism, right? This is Batman. You're dressing up like a bat. Mm-hmm. Realism left. Right? Realism left when you, when you thought up your name, realism was gone. Mm-hmm. No, I get what you're saying. So all of that, oh, like we're gonna really, we're gonna ground it in the real world, and everything needs to. Be, no, I'm like, look, Rachel Ghoul, the dude's immortal. <laughs> Realism is gone, right? But that said, it was an absolute brilliant film, especially considering the film we got before that was Batman and Robin. Yeah, I think there's yeah. also that. That also kind of has to take. Uh, it also must be something that is brought up. Is certain films? I have to say that there are certain films that they they're good, but they're good because of what came before them. For yeah. you know, because I I always say when I point it out, I say, look, if Batman Begins or if The Dark Knight was the next film to come out after Batman Returns whole different kettle of fish about how good that film is. Whole different kettle of fish. But you've had the Val Kilmer Batman, which wasn't 
it wasn't a bad film, but it's not greatly received. It's not as mm-hmm. well received as as you know Keaton's ones. So yeah, you had that, and then you had George Clooney and the way there. So you know when all of this stuff happens, <laughs> it it allows you to be like, okay, no, 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 this is really good. So it's really good mm-hmm. now. Line it up against you know against the best, it feels different. Okay. Um, I did slightly struggle with two and one, but not as much as like some of you guys look like you were struggling hard. I didn't struggle that hard. It was like, okay, <laughs> one of them is, you know, seriously great. And the other one is just mm, like, I watch it every year. So the Batman had to be number two. Sorry, I, I get it right now. We're riding this high wave of how of how good a film it is, and it deserves that. I gave it a nine point five out of ten as a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was you know shouting from the rooftops about how if Paul Dano doesn't get a, just a nomination for an Oscar, I'm vexed. The film was beautiful. Catwoman is there, and because I read. Batman Year One. It's like I and I have a very, very, very vivid memory of that because I read it like I went on holiday. I think it was in Morocco, and I read that comic on the way there. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is brilliant! Wow, this is really different than what I thought it was going to be." But it's so good. And some of the outfits that she wore and her behavior and things, I'm like, you literally, I was just like, you just tore the page out and was like, put this on screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt like Matt Reeves was like, okay, so I don't have to, I don't have to do Ben Affleck's script. No. What do you want to do? Here, take this page and this page and this page and we're going to make this movie. So I was like, yeah, brilliant. But number one has to be Batman Returns. Sorry, that movie is just oh, that movie is magical. You know how hard it is? Like, we were making this list, and I was like, should I just go and watch Batman Returns right now for no reason? No, 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 I remember it well. It can wait another week. (laughs) It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Because everything about it, especially because, as I said, like, I saw that before I saw The Batman. So when I saw mm-hmm. the, when I saw Batman eighty nine rather, it felt a little tame in comparison. Mm-hmm. It felt a little tame, yeah. And you know, it was like okay, the whole thing of like the bat the when the Joker and his gang break into the art gallery. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't as invested. I wasn't really with it as much as like you know when. Penguin's gang show up in Batman Returns. And it's like, there's certain right, okay. moments that are just amazing. Like when they kill Miss Gotham, right? When they dump her through the tree and as soon as she lands in yeah. the tree and everything, all the bats come flying bats out, fly out and you're framing Batman. It's like the, the idea of that's the first time in any kind of form of media that I'd ever seen someone say, this is the symbol we're going to tear down the symbol. Mm -hmm. And when you think, you go all the way to Batman Begins, and he was like, oh, you know what? You can destroy a man, but you can't destroy the symbol. I was like, bruh, 
They tried to destroy your symbol in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. They was ready to deal with you then. And the whole thing of the uneasy alliance between Catwoman and Penguin, you know, that beautiful moment where she shoves his bird in her mouth and then he's like, I'll stab your cat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like the whole thing of, um, you know, we're going to make the Penguin run for mayor. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing, there's just the, the, the oh, even thinking about it now, we're talking about it and talking about it now. You try to make Batman a villain and make the Penguin look like the good guy. The hero. I was like, bruh, Tim Burton, he's not one of my favorite, like, filmmakers, right? I think his, you know, some of his films are, are absolutely just, you know, pin that shit to the mountain. It's that good. And some of them, I'm like, you, you could have done without that. Mm-hmm. But, yo, I'm like, you were playing, you were playing with a different Batman set, right? You had a different, you, everyone got the standard Batman toys. You got the limited edition ones. Cause you was like, <laughs> watch what I do with Penguin. And, you know, <laughs> even though, you know, uh, like I've heard all the stories and like done the research and it's like, Matt Shrek wasn't supposed to be Matt Shrek. It was supposed to be, um, um, Harvey Dent. It was supposed to be Billy D. Yeah. Williams. He was going to be, that was going to be him. And that's how he becomes Two-Face. And I was like, ooh, that would have been lovely. But Matt Shrek? Nice. Different nice character. There, you know? Yeah. Even when he's talking to her and he's like, oh, she's like, oh, it's not like you can kill me. And he's just like, actually, it is a lot like that. Okay. <laughs> he's like, eh? 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 <laughs> and just shoves her out the window. I was like, Oh, brilliant. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for your take, Neil. Much appreciated. Uh, So, the scores are in, and uh, it's tight, very tight. So, in joint last place, uh, 10th place, is Batman and Robin and Batman the movie, 1966. Uh, So, therefore, in eighth place, we have Batman Forever. In seventh place, we have Batman versus Superman. Uh, in sixth spot, we have The Dark Knight Rises. In fifth place, we have Batman Returns. Then a three-way tie for fourth place with The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and Batman 1989. Three-way tie. Uh, which leaves a three-point gap to the top spot, which is The Batman uh, at number one. So that just shows Batman 89, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, how tight they are in terms of people's love and affection for them. Um, and I think that, it, you know, it's many different factors. I think it depends on your exposure to the character, the type of movies you want to see, grounded realism or a little bit more fantasy, um, you know, what age you saw the films and what age you are now, you know, what order you saw the films. Because there'll be loads of people who grew up on the Nolan trilogy and then went back and watched maybe the Burton ones. And it, it doesn't hit the same, you know, because they've watched the other ones. And so many people regard The Dark Knight as one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. And there's an argument that it's one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. But yeah, for me, it's just not the greatest Batman movie that's ever been made. So it's, you know, and to me, it's not a comic book movie. It. It's a thriller yeah, it's movie. A, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, comic it's like a crime, crime thriller sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's a crime thriller. So, 
So, yeah, so, you know, Nolan's movies also almost need their own category in a sense, you know, so it's, um, it's very, very hard. And so I would never criticize anybody who says, you know, the dark Knight is ever my favorite movie because I, I can understand it and, you know, I'll put my points across, but I'll never say anyone you're wrong. You know, and that's not what we do here. We don't tell people that they're wrong. Um, except maybe Sasha, I don't know. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, you're wrong. Okay. Yes. Sometimes you are wrong. <laughs> Sometimes people can be wrong. Um, but yeah, so and I, yeah, so I think that's that's what it says. It's a really, really tight list. So we just run that down again. So top spot is taken by the Batman. Then we have Batman eighty nine, Batman Begins, and the Dark Knight tied uh, in second spot, if you will, followed by Batman Returns, followed by the Dark Knight Rises, Batman versus Superman, Batman Forever, Batman the Movie, and Batman and Robin joint last place. There's not a lot there that really surprises me, to be honest. So no one else has sent you any other lists. The other guys haven't sent you lists? No, no, I haven't received any lists from any other guys. Um, uh, Sasha, who is always a regular on this podcast, he would have, um, he, he, you know, he would have come on here. I think he's very similar train of thought to myself and Neil in terms of the Nolan trilogy. I think he says like they're crime thrillers. So I think, I think actually his favorite Batman movie might be Batman Begins. So I think that was probably actually his favorite. Yeah. Um, and I know. Batman 89, I know the, the Batman is quite up there, but I think Batman Begins, that is a particular movie that he, you know, he absolutely loves. So that would have probably been his top spot. Um, but yeah, so that's our ranking of the Batman movies. Let us know what you thought in the comments. Um, what, what was your rankings? What's your favorite Batman movie? Are, are we way off? Are we completely wrong? Tell us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there might be some fanboys of the Nola trilogy just saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah, because, they're, they're maybe, for us. maybe you might have listened to something <laughs> that we've had to say and say, okay, I can see your point. <laughs> Let us know that. Probably well. say <laughs> I'm, cu- I'm, cu- I'm, cu- I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious from uh, Neil, mm-hmm. where, would, where would you rank, where would you rank fa- uh, Mask of the Phantasm then? As a, oh, goodness. Jeez. Uh, if you were to slot, if you were to slot it somewhere in your list, if I had to slot it in the list, probably mm-hmm. be it probably it probably become third. Okay, yeah, that was actually the same for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it probably sit for me just under <laughs> eighty nine. So it'd be for me the Batman, Batman eighty nine, and then Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, just an incredible film. What about the Lego Batman movie? Oh, uh, sorry. I gotta sit that. I gotta sit that one next to. Um, I have to sit that one next to uh, Batman sixty six. Oh wow! Right, okay, that low. Not as bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Because as I said, right, that none of the movies in this list do I dislike. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, let me rephrase that. None of the movies in this list do I think are bad movies. Mm-hmm. But Batman sixty nine. Batman 66, Batman and Robin, and the Lego Batman movie all sit in that very we're camp mm-hmm. stage. We're camping, we know. Yeah, okay. But the Lego Batman movie and Batman 66 both get a pass because one is supposed to be as campy as it is, and the other yeah. is. It's a Batman movie that is aimed at children, but given inside jokes for adults. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. It'll probably sit just above Batman versus Superman for me. Um, 
Yeah, that's actually so, yeah, I had it. So I had obviously Batman Returns at number six and Batman v Superman at seven. I probably would have slotted it. Yeah, probably between those two. Just More, I think just I think just probably like for rewatchability as well. It's like again, yeah, Batman and Su- Batman v Superman. I enjoy the Affleck side of things, but I would probably I've not rewatched it that many times. Um, yeah. I think Lego Batman I would probably not that I've seen it I think I've only seen, only seen that twice as well but I would probably be more inclined to sort of sit down and, and probably re-watch that more than mm-hmm. maybe Batman v Superman personally alright cool yeah. Um, yeah. What plus, any, any other thoughts on the Batman so I've already said that my favourite incarnation is Batman the Animated Series Kevin Conroy Mark mm. Hamill's Joker that is yeah, pinnacle totally. to me that is, that is totally Batman agree, mate. Um, but is there any other shout-outs or mentions of any Batman incarnations that you kind of want to have a shout-out? Mm. I'm looking forward to um, to uh, Keanu Reeves as Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves as Batman in uh, Super Pets, yeah. Yeah. With Kevin Hart oh, as, uh, as the dog. Uh, is it, is it Bat Dog? It's probably Bat Dog. <laughs> you know, no, I agree, mate. For me, for me, animated series is like, it's just top top Batman stuff yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's the benchmark yeah mm-hmm. definitely it's the benchmark right but one thing I was going to say right is so I was explaining to someone a a film fan theory in relation to Batman and I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have heard it that the film 7 is set in Gotham City before Batman emerges in the Gotham City. Okay. Right? I have yeah, not, I I have not heard that. that, but so continue, yeah. continue well, on it's, the it's, it's the film fan theory that that film is set, the city that the film is set in is Gotham. Yeah, okay. Because okay. you never get told where the film is. You just know it's a mm-hmm. dark, gritty city. Everything is mashed up. And I'm like, oh, that could be Gotham. So I heard the theory that it was like, it was supposed to be Gotham City and that's just the fan theory. That's, you know, <laughs> Even Siri doesn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is a theory that is out there. I'm 100% sure it's not accurately true, but it's a theory. It's a fun theory. Yeah. And I like that fun theory because imagine if that, is, if that was true and then The Batman is a sequel to it. Yeah. Think about it. I'm, I'm thinking there because obviously in seven it rains an awful lot. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there is a scene in the Batman where it isn't raining. It's like literally there is no other weather except rain. I think in the Batman end the end so, of the film when they're riding the bikes. That's, that's when it's not raining. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's when it's not raining. Yeah, because it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I like that theory. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm down for that. I can follow that 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 logic. That makes sense. Okay, okay, I can see that. Uh, because I don't think he actually ever gets a name, does he? Isn't he just John Doe? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Spacey. But like you say, the the city's never, like, named, is it? It's never, like, no, oh, the yeah, yeah. never named. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's not like they, they specifically shout out, like, say, New York or, or mm. whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just... Uh, and the thing is, you watch the film, there's no landmarks in that film whatsoever. There's mm-hmm. nothing to say, oh, you're in New York, you're in in California, you're in Chicago. There's no landmarks nowhere. There's no reference to anything that's in one city and not in another. 
everything about it. Do they not say what police department they're in? No. All you know is it's the police department. There's never even a moment where they say, like, you know, oh, uh, like, New York is the NYPD or Los Angeles, the yeah, LAPD. Yeah. Nothing like that. It just says police. I'm going to have to go back and watch Seven now. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Because I thought Brad Pitt transferred. I thought he said yeah. he came from he came from another department. Yeah, but that's the thing. So, the yeah. department, he says, oh, you transferred from, like, I don't know, not Metro West or somewhere. He's like, you transferred from Metropolis. there. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. Like, Why? You know? So, like, okay. was, that a, was that a subtle Robocop reference? I just got it. No, it's Metro. No, is it Metro South or is it, is it Metro South? <laughs> in Robocop. I can't remember. Yes, it is. Transferring in Metro from South. From Metro <laughs> South. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought for some reason I thought it was Metro <laughs> West then when you said that. I thought, oh, you're trying to be a bit slighter, but okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, brilliant. Well, thanks very much for joining us, gentlemen, today. Um, anything else you guys want to shout about before we wrap up? If you haven't seen the Batman, go watch it. If you mm-hmm. have seen it, go watch it again. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Well, as always, you know, thank you very much for joining us. Um, if you haven't already, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and any of our other platforms uh, where we have our podcast, which is Apple, Google, Amazon, Audible, uh, Spotify, um, good pods uh, we are everywhere um, so yeah you just help us with the views make it so I can make this my full time job I'd appreciate it um, because uh, I'm leaving my job at the end of this month so I need something else to keep me going <laughs> maybe need Any some sponsors out there yeah <laughs> the kids need their shoes <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you very much for joining us and until next time peace out peace take care, take care guys